0: You're tuned in to the KNGI Network, and it's time for Viper's VGM Show. Good evening, one and all, and welcome to a brand new edition of Viper's VGM Show. As always, I'm your host, The Green Viper, and welcome to an episode all about Pikmin 4. Yes, it is a few months delayed, but I've had a lot of games coming out this year that I've been looking forward to, and Pikmin 4, don't get me wrong, was definitely high up that list, but not on top of the priorities. And as such, when it came out, I was playing something else at the time, can't recall what. And it just passed me by and I knew I was going to have to come back to it. And I felt like I picked the perfect time. I've uh, been playing for it in the middle of autumn. It's always, for some reason, a series I kind of associate with that time of year. Maybe it's the whole um, beginning and end of life kind of cycle. And autumn symbolises the end of that. Maybe there's something in that with Pikmin. But it's been really nice to wrap up warm and play the game. Because it's not something I normally get to do. I normally only play games while being way too warm. So this is a nice change of pace for sure. (laughs) So yeah, Um, there's all of that, which has been really nice. um, The conditions under which I played this game. So even though I've waited a few months, it's been worth it. I've had a whale of a time with it. One of my favourite games of the year for sure. Even if there is a lot of stiff competition. So looking forward to talking about it a bit more in depth on tonight's episode, as well as playing you some of the fantastic tunes you can hear in the game soundtrack, of which there's nearly if not 200 songs on it it's insane uh, so much so that the people putting together the unofficial soundtrack version seriously nintendo get on an official one um, yeah the people putting it together only just finished it about two weeks ago so another good reason for holding this show back quite a while because I would have struggled significantly with it because yeah I think it uses the same audio engine as what was used in for contemporaries kind of on this show and the other show I host there's Uh, Bayonetta Origins and Bayonetta 3 I believe use a very similar sound engine basically layered sounds on top of each other composed in real time um, of pre-existing layers so that made it a little bit difficult to put together but it's a Nintendo game people did eventually manage to do it and uh, we're hearing the labor of their fruits tonight so look forward to that but yeah it was very similar to the way those two handled it so much so that Bayonetta did eventually get a game rip because Luckily, that one was... uh, i did have a sound test within the game, so that made it a bit simpler. Bayonetta Origins never got that, which is uh, why on the Radio Sega side of the stream, we never actually managed to upload it because I legitimately tried to piece it together and it was hell on earth, there were thousands of audio files that needed layering on top of each other to make one song and then that's one of about a hundred plus. So thankfully they made our jobs easier for us, there's a soundtrack release coming in December, took way too long if you ask me because it's a great soundtrack, really good game too and I've been wanting to spread the love about it for ages because I don't think it really got the attention or love it deserved on release, so... I'm here to give you the good word when that comes out in December, but yeah, there was uh, a parallel to that in Pikmin, basically, so shouts to the people who do all the great work on these sorts of things, you're doing what Nintendo really should be doing and yet isn't. I mean, this normally would have been reserved for Club Nintendo or the like, but nowadays they don't really pull out these stops for anything or anything, so uh, always gotta have the fans pick up some slack, Uh, it wouldn't be Nintendo without them, so yeah. I hope everyone's having a lovely evening, and thank you for joining me live if you are, or pre-recorded, or on the podcast. Regardless, um, it's all very welcome. First show since what was a very hectic weekend, and I'm sure you'll hear way more about it on Friday, because another Sonic Spam episode, uh, it would be more appropriate to hear so, but... Uh, I got about one hour sleep on the day before the Saturday and then was rushed off my feet or more so just stood on my feet most of the time, Um, you know, providing backup support. That's mainly what I was there for. I can't say that I did a whole lot of uh, stuff aside from pressing buttons and moving tables throughout the day, but had a really fun time, uh, a really exhausting time that I'm still catching up from. I only woke up at like 3 p.m. today, for example. Um, so, that was a really nice time, but this week's been purely a week of recovery, and it's a good thing that I chose this time too, because it's been tipping it down with rain these last few days, and not really wanted to go anywhere whatsoever, so. That, combined with the release of Sonic Superstars, and still sinking my teeth into more Pikmin 4, uh, that's been a really nice time to be playing some games, and, yeah, recover my sore bones, my tired head, and, uh, generally worn out demeanor so <laughs> i've had a nice week for the most part hopefully you'll have too um you know the drill you know what i want to hear by now uh, and you can do so on kangeo.org forward slash discord or you can message us at vipers on x or vipers at the vip vipers dot space on Mastodon. all those places you can get in touch with the show tonight so yeah that's really about all i've got to say unfortunately i didn't Get to finish Pikmin. I was in the course of doing that tonight. Um, I've, quote, finished the game, but uh, anyone who's played it knows that that is far, far from having uh, done everything. So, not quite got there just yet, but I'm getting close within an hour or two, or maybe three, of uh, finishing the main story. So, looking forward to that. Or, main story in massive quotes. I finished the main story, but the quote main story uh once more really can't say too much more on that front if you want to play this but it's a big recommendation from me even if you have not playing in the others this is a top notch game so let's play you some more music from it shall we and let's get into blossoming arcadia followed by hot sandy jewel when we come back i'll talk to you a little bit more about why it is that i love the game so much and uh, everything that kind of wraps into that concept so enjoy the tunage i'll be back with you in a few short moments time Welcome back to the show, you heard a little bit of Hot Sandy Jewel there, and for that blossoming Arcadia, both from the Pikmin 4 soundtrack, and now, funnily enough, we're going to be speaking about Pikmin 4 here on the show. So yeah, my experience with Pikmin before Pikmin 4 is probably worth bringing into account, because the only real one that I'd put significant time into was Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Reason being is that's the one that we ended up finishing because it had a lovely co campaign mode which was a nice way to go through the game especially as a newbie to the series it felt overwhelming um, to start for me personally so having that way to ease myself in was really nice and I had a great time of it as a result because even though I didn't always quite understand what I was doing being able to have someone else A do it for me or B physically guide me in the game sense of what to do worked out perfectly, so that was a great way to experience the series for the first time, and I knew that I wanted to play more games in the series, but I was hoping that since we had that mode in 3, that would be transplanted into 4, and I would continue to be able to enjoy it the same way. Well, uh, for some reason, that was a no, and that was one of the factors that made me not play it on day one. Once again, not out of like protest or anything, but that was something I was really looking forward to going into it. So. The fall on cart mode from Pikmin 3 is instead replaced with something a bit more akin to co-star mode if you remember that from the Mario Galaxy games where the second player gets an on-screen cursor they can shoot in that case star bits in this case rocks and various other types of uh, objects you can shoot them and give the other player a hand but you yourself aren't a playable character you can't move around the map you just get a cursor in which you can help the uh, player one the person actually playing the game Uh, While we have been playing this game this way, just to, you know, get some carp fun and to help me along um, in areas that I might struggle a bit more with. Um, So that's also, it has admittedly been a nice, nice entry into doing it solo because there's no other choice for Pikmin 1 and 2. But while it has been a nice entry um, into the other games, I still probably would have preferred a standalone carp mode just because, well, not only because of falling back for laziness or confusion based reasons but it's just nice to have another cult game to play and in a series that previously had one i thought they really would have gone along with it and yet they didn't but because of that i was less desperate to play it on day one so i ended up finishing whatever it was i was playing at the time getting through that and uh, now we are here or more realistically about three or so weeks back to when i finally started pikmin I knew I wanted to do it around the same time as I did the trend show for the same reason. wanted some nice chill games to take us into the autumn. Once again, not really using any words other than chill and cozy. Welcome to the show. I don't have the world's greatest vocabulary. You are learning this live in real time or you knew it years ago. It's one or the other, isn't it? But yeah, uh, so I knew I wanted to play it for now. uh, Around about now in the year that was um, clear up some time, even though this is the busiest time in the year right now for me, because I mean I've got marijuana tomorrow. Most people have it Friday, but uh, Japanese eShop was way cheaper. So hey, I get it I'm quite a bit early. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Um, but yeah, because of because of factors, I never got around to it till now. But now is still a really busy time of year. But still managed to make the time for it, and I'm really glad that I did because easily the best game in the series that I know of, because I mentioned the beginning with 3, but it's not the only one I have played. I've made a couple attempts in the past to play Pikmin 1. I've seen the entirety of 1 through, at least once if not a couple of times, um, through the eyes of others, you know, streams and the like, so I knew already that it was something I'd probably like, because I watched it and thought, wow, this is so entertaining, I'd probably enjoy playing this on my own, but... Uh, when I would go to play it, it would always be the Wii version, um, because it was nice and cheap. I personally prefer the point controls over the original controls um, from the GameCube versions. So, yeah, that was part of me um, that really wanted to enjoy the games. But once again, there was always that element of feeling a little bit uh, in above my head in all of them. So, once more, Pikmin 3 and 4 have made nice uh, opportunities to actually get in and enjoy something I know that I would have enjoyed all along and get over that initial worried anxiousness and just play the games because sometimes that's all you need to do you know um so yeah having laid like, that groundwork there I finally got into it and what did I think of it and uh there's not really any other way to sugarcoat it it's brilliant uh is it a top tier Nintendo game this year um well it's certainly first or second place isn't it uh, it's it's bumping around some big contenders they're having a massive end of year for what has been well, I was going to say a relatively quiet year, but it hasn't been. It's not been full of Nintendo releases, but the ones they have dropped have just been their big blockbusters. It's like the end of... We are literally having right now. It's not like it is the end of Switch. Let's drop all the bangers before we start development fully on all of our Switch 2 or whatever it's going to be called lineup because what do we have this year? We had uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, of course. We had Pikmin 4. We got Mario Wanda, which is... You know, people dismiss it maybe as a 2D game, but it is, for all intents and purposes, the brand new mainline game. Even if people say, oh, it doesn't quite feel right, slot it in after Odyssey. That's kind of what it is. So we've had all that. We've had the smaller releases in Kirby's Return to Dream Land Deluxe. We're getting WarioWare and stuff. But this has really been the, um, the swan song year for sure. So it's got a lot to contend with. And Mario Wonders reviewing just about as well as it. So... Uh, personal preference is going to be uh, 50-50 on it, isn't it? But it is for sure one of the greatest games Nintendo has ever made, and that is, uh, I don't think, really a bold or controversial decision, because every person I know on the friends list uh, that I know from anywhere and everywhere um, has given this no f- no fewer than 4.5 stars out of 5. If one, The only person I think of that's done that actually is me. I think everyone else I know has given it 5 out of 5. It's just blown people away that much, and it's so technically sound for an Unreal Engine game on Switch as well, that helps a lot. It pushes the console way more than games uh, before and I'm sure after it have. Uh, what else have you got going for it, because it's just so much, I mean, um, the nice quality of life additions for the new players, such as the ability to rewind time, that co-op mode does help even if it's still not you know my ideal way of playing co-op in the game. Um, you've got the variety of control schemes properly catered to. Now that's something that Pikmin 3 did as well because you could play a point of or the classic control scheme. I believe you can still do the same here. Uh, so you got all that going for you. What else? I, I'm struggling to think right now. Um, it's, I was going to say it's been a long day. It's not... But um, it's it feels long when you're as tired as I am. But yeah, I'm really struggling to think. But I just dunked immediately about 20 hours into it. I'm about 25 to 30 now. And no regrets at all. It just hooked me from minute one and continued to latch on. And yeah, I've never ultra what's the word with pikmin 3 i did enjoy it but there was always that feeling of lostness like i was always the second oh i was the second player but i was always the one following the commands kind of thing i've mostly taken a bit of lead here not really fully i still hand off to the game's in-game system there we go that's another thing the in-game sniff out a scent feature which just tells you what to do if you're feeling lost that's been a godsend for me And uh, if not, I've got someone who's already 100% of the game next to me to tell me what might be a good idea right about now. So between all of those, there's a lot of um, not just your stereotypical accessibility features, but just approachability features that have um, really helped to adapt the game to a new audience and bring the franchise a new life again because it's been so long in the works at this point and I assure you that this is not the game that they said that was nearly finished in 2015 or whatever, I guarantee you it's gone through a lot more iterations since then and is a completely different game to what we were promised all the way back roughly around then, so it's nice to see it finally make its way through. Sure, maybe that Switch 2 patch, if that ever happens, could be gorgeous, but it's already a really pretty looking game, and the reason I bring this up is because, uh, like I said, it's really the Switch's swan song year, it feels like for sure, so leaving the bangers and the most impressive till last, and Pikmin is easily among that batch as well, so that's always lovely to see. Um, it's not It's a bit of a difficult game to explain for the most part, but um, yeah, it's just addicting. That's really what I can give you about you having seen the gameplay or you having played it yourself. It's just one of those games that got me and has still never let go. Even when I've been playing Sonic Superstars all the last two days, I went back in today because I still wanted to finish it. I'm still determined to see what happens next in the story, do the next side quest, 100% the next area, whatever have you, get that next uh, upgrade, explore that bit. There's so much love here. I seriously love it. I can gush... But I can't quite gush in a way which explains why I am. But I just am. I I've got to tell you, one of the games of the year for sure. In a game of really strong, or in a year of really strong games for me, not game of really strong years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in a game full, in a year full of really strong games, it has been a real standout for me already. It's not really the type of. Uh, it's not really the type of thing I would play normally, but I'm glad I have, because it's definitely going to spur me to play 1 and 2 now for proper, because I got them on Switch, I can finally stop procrastinating on that front, I'm really looking forward to getting into them and not just, oh I'll get round to them eventually, I want to start them when I can, and give them a proper go this time, and give them the love they deserve, because yeah, everything about this one has just been an instant win for me. Cannot recommend enough. Even if you've not played the rest of the series. Even if you think it might be a little bit daunting. This game does a lot to ease you into it. If this is your entry point. Because it accepts. Hey it's been nearly 10 years. In fact. It pretty much has been 10 years. Since Pikmin 3. It would have been. Would have been a couple months. Presumably after. Like I think it was only like a month or two. After. Um, 4 came out. So yeah it's been nearly 10 years we accept that a lot has happened between now and then you probably haven't played deluxe because not many people did apparently i heard that sold really badly so it's actually a surprise that this still came out anyways so props to nintendo for not abandoning it but yeah heard deluxe it didn't do too great so you probably haven't played that one we only dropped the switch ports of one and two about a month before this game so there is a good chance you're starting here so we'll make this as simple as possible for you and they've done it excellently um really no complaints on that front at all and a variety of control schemes as well all those things combined help make it really accessible as either a newcomer or someone who's wanted to play the games before but struggled or just someone who knows nothing at all or knows everything it's perfect there's the right amount of customization in that regard as well if you are you know a veteran to the series and maybe you want to tweak things to your liking based on older games say like that control scheme if you did prefer how it played on gamecube that is perfectly doable as well um, yeah, lots of ways to enjoy this to its fullest potential. So you absolutely should. Grab it when you can. It'll be worth your time. I guarantee you. And hey, uh, while you get up to that, while you get up to playing the game or looking where you can purchase it, here's Giant's Hearth, followed by Emperor Bulbap. Emperor Blacks. I did the exact same thing. It's Blacks, not Bax. you listen to Viper's VGM show. We're live here on the KNGI Network, and we're playing the music and chattering of... We're not playing the chattering of, I'm... Chattering to you about Pikmin 4 And we are back on tonight's episode of Vipers VGM Chair. What you just heard there was a track from Pikmin 4 known as none other than Emperor Bowl Blacks. That's right, I can speak, believe it or not, and for that, Giant's Hearth, also from Pikmin 4. Now we're here to talk a little bit more to you all, the lovely audience. Uh, Let me know if you've played Pikmin 4 by the way, Uh, I'm going to assume that not many people have in this chat room, but if you're slightly interested, once again, high recommend from me. Highly, highly recommended. Uh, if you've got the cash or the ability to play it, etc., um, then feel free to. But yeah, I'd I'd give it a strong push. Um, well, not if I were you. If I were me, and I'm doing exactly that. Anyways, we're hanging out here in the lovely Discord, so come and join the likes of Resident SD, Purvis, Jamie, and Pocket diary Oh, and I believe we have Quirky Mouse as well. Uh, Quirky Mouse one. What happened to Quirky Mouse two? Uh, might we ever know? I'm not sure um but yeah welcome to you all regardless thank you for being here let's go ahead and check out what's going on down in the discord and yeah the first talk we did speak about it in the last segment as well but the first talk was about unreal engine being the game of choice for pikmin only second to yoshi's crafted world which i've not played yoshi's crafted world to be honest i played woolly world and really enjoyed it but i never got around to crafted world so i have no idea how good of an application it is um, to the engine, you know, how well the engine works uh, around the game, etc, but I mean I heard that game ran well enough, but I remember kind of hearing that the performance on Woolly World on Wii U was a bit better, weirdly, so I'm not sure what's up with that one, but they definitely seem to have made it work in the case of Pikmin 4. The game looks gorgeous and runs really good too, so props to them for making things work out, and yeah, as Alori said, at least it's not Unity because uh oh boy BDSP is probably the reason unity backs down from that whole uh four weeks of hell isn't it it's, it was nintendo's lawyers let's not kid ourselves any further um but yeah i brought up the conversation point of is good new game in uh unreal engine and i don't know if we actually know the answer to that yet a lot of people were surprised by that and yeah i've been tooting the horn of this one where possible but goodfield do have a new game Uh, Unfortunately, this is why you've not heard of it, only in Japan, there is no confirmed Western release so far, which really sucks. It does look like a pretty Japanese-centric game, so you can see why, Uh, but I did link it down in the chat room. I've now got to explain this for the podcast listeners um, as to what the name of this game is, because otherwise this segment's not going to make sense. You could just go on their Wikipedia page, but it is Otogi Katsugeki Mamada no Oracle. Saitoro no Sainan, I think. Something like that. Um, It looks like an action game with a couple rhythm elements um, mixed in, and yeah, very... I mean, I guess it makes sense. The first thing I think of when I look at it is Goemon, which apparently Goodfield did work on the DS one, which would make a lot of sense. That's the immediate contemporary I see see when looking at it, kind of... um, See, I don't know, because I'm not too familiar with that franchise either, but that's the first thing that immediately sticks out to uh, to me, is it looks a lot like the PS1 entry, which is the only one I'm familiar with. Um, But I've been quite excited for this game for a while, it was announced the Direct Before Last, only on the Japanese stream, and it comes out November 30th, so I guess we'll find out more roughly around then, but I think that's going to be an import for me. Uh, in a month that already contains. I have a list of games that I'm buying that month. Um, bearing in mind this month is now empty after I get paid this evening and buy Mario Wanda tonight. In November, I'm looking forward to Alien Hominid HD, Alien Hominid Invasion, Air Twister, Warrior, WarioWare, uh, whatever the new subtitle is. Like a Dragon Gaiden is luckily on Game Pass, but I might buy it physical. Um, the PS5 release is physical in Asia and Japan, so I might get an English-Asian copy there. Uh, possibly Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. I heard that apparently that's code in box on Switch now, and the physicals delayed, so it's lucky I was considering that on Steam. And yes, of course, the yeah, mentioned. Let's say it one more time, because I know that's what you want. <coughs> Otogi Katsugeki Mamada no Bakuru Okoro... Oh, it's not Okoro, it's Oracle! That should be the easiest word! Uh, Sayetoro no Sainan. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, so I'll probably end up importing a physical copy from Asia for that because it looks it looks really fun. I'm very shocked that there's been no attempts to localise this. I get it, it does look a bit Japanese-centric, but there is a niche audience for that if you price it and market it accordingly. I mean, uh, you only have to look at other game companies recently putting out very similar content and finding success to know that there is the market for it. You just need to look wide enough for it. Um, So yeah, aside from that, what have we been saying? Uh, A lot of talk about Sonic Superstars and the final boss fight from Jamie. Uh, Let me just say, it does get worse after the final boss fight, but I can't say too much about spoiling you unless you really don't intend to play it further, but I get the feeling there are others in here who do want to play it further, so I am not saying much more. Um, So yeah, Purvis is here, hello to Purvis, talking with the oldest homie you got to keep the squad close, so uh, enjoy whatever you're up to, but apparently you are still chatting, so how much hang in with the oldest homies going on right now. Um, yeah, there's a lot of talk as well about buying games in a more casual sense, slowing down on the rate of purchasing. I decided to talk about this right after I just gave you a list of stuff that I want to look at in November, because um, that's the type of guy I am. Uh, there was talk about selling old games, getting a CEX voucher or whatever equivalent you want to go with in America. I don't know, like four p of GameStop credit. Sorry, four cents of GameStop credit. Um, whatever the equivalent is, and using that towards new games and being, you know, critical, looking at review scores, making sure you're making the right decision before buying a game and everything. That's actually exactly what we did in the case of Pikmin. We knew immediately going into it we'd really want it, but. Um, attempted to be a bit more fruitful with money about it, so I had a couple games that I wasn't playing anymore and I wanted to trade in. Mainly, uh, we have, between us we have two copies of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, and that's really not necessary. I I don't think we're going to be that invested in Brilliant Diamond in the future to where we need a second copy on the go at once, so got that in there, um, and you know, therefore consolidating our game collection a bit more. And also got rid of Mario Strikers, finally, because uh, I have not played that game, basically, since launch. So between them, we got enough money on the voucher for Pikmin 4. And yeah, we got it not too long after release, and for a better price than it would have been brand new, and it was pretty much in brand new condition because we got it early enough, and managed to effectively, quote unquote, get it for free. Not really, but recycled things you weren't using, and sometimes that's the best way about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's always a nice way of looking at things, and you feel like you get your money's worth out of it. Just don't let yourself get ripped off in the process. If you can get better money elsewhere, always do, don't just, you know, in the same way don't get impatient and just impulse buy the game, don't get impatient and impulse sell the games, you know, make sure you're always getting your top dollar for things, but in my case I was pretty happy with trading those two since they were basically paperweights in exchange for one thing that, well so far between us we've got like 50 plus hours in, um, you know playthrough, so it's worked out nicely in that regard to do that sort of thing, so yeah. Um, Purvis had my back and mentioned the, or, or put up a list of dictionary.com, uh, a thesaurus rather, it should be thesaurus.com, but hey, um, of Cozy, and big thing here, this is uh, clearly insulting me and my lack of vocabulary, I know I mentioned it, <laughs> but. I get to insult you back because, Purvis, that's not how you spell cosy. And we all know it. Come on, this is practically four against one here. Cosy is C-O-S-Y. What am I seeing on my screen right there? Disgraceful. People are actually American. For real. And it's kind of concerning, TBH. Um, So Pikmin 4 is apparently now, quote, tucked up uh don't read that the wrong way like i did the first time around what else we got it's a snug game right uh it says cushy but i just think of cushy which is way too funny to me it is a pretty cushy game though i can't lie that is actually a perfect word to describe it you know what um (laughs) accidents sometimes breed innovation it's fine um So yeah, uh, I keep going So yeah, into my transitions, lots of talk of none other than F-Zero as well, Uh, maybe we can get some more F-Zero action going if Pikmin's successful, F-Zero 99, Uh, Larry made the very good point of, look at it this way, Nintendo has enough faith in F-Zero that it can bring in people for 99 player matches. And a couple weeks on, it's holding up really well. I know a lot of people are way more addicted to that than they've ever been um, to any of the other Nintendo 99, 35, whatever games. I know Mario was popular until they killed that, but certainly uh, the contemporary is the last release probably a Pac-Man. Pac-Man fell off pretty quickly from what I recall, which is exactly why the service... Hey, did it close the other day? I can't remember. There was no fanfare if it did. It's very soon, I know that for a fact. Um, yeah, there was very little chatter about that during its whole life, but I think even by this point, it had already fallen off uh, on the player base count. F0 is still really strong from what I see. There's seriously um, a gold mine that we've all known about as fans for ages tapped in there, and this is proving it to them. This is exactly that small step that they wanted to take just to test the waters again, and when well, you know the waters are perfectly clear, um, and yeah, many people have jumped into them, so go ahead and uh, cater to those people. I'm sure we'll be seeing more of that soon, and yeah, Pikmin's the exact same boat. Just, I'm sure they wanted to get it out sooner, don't get me wrong, but they probably put it on the back burner and then came back to it for a little bit. So, um, yeah, interesting. Um, aside from that, anything else? I remember when Katamari Demacy was a budget title, I didn't think it would click with the US. No, I don't actually remember that, but that really doesn't shock me, but... Clearly that franchise did well enough, it's completely within its right um, to charge a higher price. I don't know if they've done that since, but certainly at a budget price, you know, it's going to get a lot more people in than it would at a normal price anyway, so I, do, I don't I do half think it's... You know, that's way more sensible, I think, than certain other companies' approaches to things, like just way over-localising them at that sort of time, you know, not think of any examples, but uh, certain ones come to mind on the PS2. Um, yeah, for the most part, I'd say that's a pretty, that's a pretty effective way of testing the waters in that regard. But I don't know. We're probably not going to see that good feel game come out anytime soon, are we? Um, <laughs> even more concerning, some people are English instead. Says Pocket Alaru. I wouldn't know those sorts of people. Definitely not the person who posted that uh, either. So uh, the less we say about that, the good um anyways yeah there we go we're still we're still arguing about the english language we're the tiny island something something the tiny island um that uh enough about that i i don't want to get depressing and think about um <laughs> i don't want to think about england for too long i just want to insult other countries look that's how this this is that's how this works we, we we get all offensive and 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 then you actually think about the place you live in and you're like oh, oh yeah Hang on, it's pretty it's pretty bad too. Uh, <laughs> moving on, music. Dandori Story, followed by Groovy Long Legs Now, the track you've probably all been waiting to hear because it's about the only one that ever gets any love from this soundtrack, which is a real shame because clearly it's all amazing. It's just the most memorable song in a 200-song soundtrack that for the most part is very chilled and quiet. This one is far from it. So it tends to stand out from the crowd and therefore get recognised a lot more because of it. But let's enjoy him, And when we come back, we'll be talking to you about ending off the show. In fact, we will be ending off the show. So look forward to that. But for now, enjoy the banger block. For more, download past episodes of Vipers VGM Chair from KNGI.org and all good podcasting services. I can't say I ever expected a Pikmin game with air horns, but weirder things have happened, haven't they? <laughs> Welcome back! Uh, that was the Groovy Long Legs boss theme there. By far the most memorable song from the game for most people. Despite that, I think that mix is really different to the one I generally hear past rounds, so. Uh, the guys who did the soundtrack lose took that in a different direction because it can be quite hard to mix those sort of things sometimes when you've got a lot of channels to work with um, and, you know, the boss goes this one way but it also has this other phase and it can go a completely different way or whatever. It's always difficult to know in those scenarios because I've done exactly that for soundtracks before. So, hey, groovy long legs there and before that, *Dandori* story. And now we are here ending off tonight's episode. So, I'd like to give a huge thank you to everyone who's uh, been listening. Live because I can't really give a thank you to everyone else. Except I can because I can say thank you ever so much if you've been listening on the podcast, lurking, listening at a later date on the KNG stream. However, it may be that you're joining us tonight. Thank you for listening to the episode. I can, however, say directly to none other than Jamie, Sean, Faze, Purvis. Uh, Pocket Illuri, Resident SD, and Kefki, a big thank you for joining me on tonight's show. It's been lovely to have everyone's company, and even those who I couldn't say it... <sighs> Thanks for kicking that at me. Even though <laughs> I couldn't say it directly to your face, thank you as well to everyone else. I've had a really fun time on tonight's one. Next week's show, then, you can probably guess based on what I talked about getting tomorrow, and the fact that I'm reviewing its rival on Friday night. We've got some Sonic superstars coming up on Friday, so what else would it be on next Wednesday but Super Mario Bros. Wonder? Join me then for a bit of chatter about that, as well as some of the great music featured within the game. But before then, why not come and join me on RadioSega.net? I host a show known as Pick and Mix, That is Fridays at 7pm UK time, that's 2pm Eastern. And It's focusing all on my love of Sega, and, well, I get to be a bit more positive on this week's show. Not that I wasn't last week, because it was a pre-recorded one, I had a great time with it, of course. The week before, however, we were talking about Sonic Frontiers The Final Horizon, and there was a segment that was nearly an hour long of me ranting about a lot of aspects of that DLC. Now! I don't think Sonic Superstars is a perfect game, in fact, I have to separate it into two categories of review and two categories of parts of the game, because one is brilliant, the other is not brilliant, so I'm going to have a really good time talking to you about Sonic Superstars on Friday night, so join me then, and until then, keep listening to KNGI, keep listening to all your favourite video game music stations, we all sticking it together after all. Um, and keep listening to Pikmin 4 and maybe buying it, go ahead and do that Um, you, you should totally do it, once again please give yourself the chance to play it it's a big old recommend from me one of the biggest on the show this year, so yes, go ahead and enjoy the credits tune and I'll be back with you to not end off the show, I've already done that, I'll be back with you next week for more Vipers VGM just celebrating Super Mario Bros. Wonder but in the meantime, let's go ahead and have some Pikmin credits. Have a good week everyone and I'll see you all next time, but thank you as always for joining me on the current instalment of my vgm chair. You've been listening to Vipers VGM part of the KNGI network. Visit kngi.org for more great gaming content.